Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to our podcast this morning. My name is Jason DeMars. And just remind you again, if you have any testimonies, prayer requests, or questions for me, you can contact me at jasondemars.com. And we'll get right into it. This is Ephesians part 20. And we are on chapter 6 now. Uh, looking at verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may well uh, may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. So children are to obey their parents. Parents are, uh, you know, this is, this is a commandment under the Old Testament. It's... Uh, the one of the Ten Commandments, and it is um, part of the moral law. It never, uh, it never ceases. It never stops. The moral law is continually there as a schoolmaster to lead us to Christ. It's uh, also part of our training, our teaching that we uh, go through and to learn the nature of God and understand who He is. But it it does not, and it cannot save us. Um, it merely uh, shows the nature of God and shows that we fall short of this nature of God. But it also is a measuring stick because it also says uh, that the new covenant is uh, the, ho- the Holy Spirit uh, coming to us and writing the laws of God on our hearts so that we, by nature, walk in obedience to the law. Um, that we would fulf- the Bible would, says we would fulfill the righteousness which is in the law. Uh, that's in Romans chapter eight. Um, so it's important to understand not 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 uh, not to get things disjointed and out of joint. You know, uh, in in First John it says sin is the transgression of the law. It also says in John uh, fifteen, I believe it is that. Uh, that the Holy Spirit would come and rebuke the, reprove the world of sin because they believe not on me, believe not on Jesus Christ. So um, sin is unbelief, but it's also the transgression of the law. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have broken the commands and law of God. Those ten commandments are key. Um, and so by the law... There's no eternal life through the law. Through the law is the knowledge of sin. Um, through, the, through the law, we understand the righteousness of God. We stand, understand the holiness of God. We understand our unrighteousness and how we're deserving of the wrath of God to be poured out upon us. And so, through that, through, through the law is the knowledge of sin. But it also has positive commands as well. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. None of us has perfectly obeyed this. We've all sinned against God by disobeying, disrespecting, and dishonoring our parents. And so, Scripture commands it. Obedience to our parents when we're growing up, when, when we're... Uh, under the age of responsibility, disobedience to our parents is, is tantamount to disobedience to God. 
God has put us in the place, could put parents in the place to be administrators of the Word of God to your children. It's not your responsibility to put it off on the pastor, on the Sunday school teacher. You are responsible for teaching your family. You are responsible for teaching your children. Take the time to do it. Take the time to spend time with them in the Word of God daily. Talking to them about it. The Bible says, uh, talking to them when they rise up, when they lie down, when you're sitting, and when you're in the way. And so, in other words, when you, when you wake up in the morning, talk to them about the Word of God. When you sit down to a meal, talk the Word of God. When you're, when you're driving, commuting, talk the Word of God. When you're going to bed at night, talk the Word of God. It's our duty as parents to teach them the Word of God so that we as tools teach them obedience to God when they're disobedience to disobeying us, they're disobeying God. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. Do you want to live a good and blessed life? Obey your parents. It's a simple thing. Start there. I want to be blessed. I, I want to have a good life. I want to have a long life. Be obedient to your mom and dad. And you fathers, verse 4, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Here it is. We are to bring them up in that discipline and admonition of the Lord. So the discipline and the teaching. So there's the discipline part where you, the, the Bible says that if you spo spare the rod, you spoil the child. And that discipline should always be done in love. It shouldn't be done with hate and anger and malice in your heart. It should be with tenderness, desiring to correct according to Scripture. Um, but it's, all, it's discipline. So the discipline of the Word, showing them this is a sin. This, this is what God expects of us. This is what we should, we should do. This is how we should act. And then if they walk in disobedience to that, discipline them. It can be a... It can be a a spanking, or it can be a, um, it can be a taking away a privilege. It can be um, time in their room to reflect uh, on on what they're doing. Although today and these days and age, kids don't even want to come out their room. They got they got video games and televisions and iPads and all that stuff in their room, so they practically don't come out of it anyway. So maybe that's an old old time form of punishment. We, should find another thing. Take away their iPad, take away their video games, um, take away a privilege from them. But when they're walking in disobedience, they're young, they're of an age that you need to be dis disciplining them. You need to do that. It's your responsibility, Dad, to oversee that. Mother, mother, of course, does it too, but when it speaks to the father, it's speaking to him as the one responsible. doesn't mean that he's always the one that's doing it. Many times he's out of the home. Mom, mom is there only. It's a commandment to mom as well. Bring your children up in the um, discipline, nurture, or the discipline and ad admonition, the teachings of the Lord. So it's bring, under, helping them to understand the, the doctrine, the teaching of the Word of God. It's also helping them understand the discipline aspect of the Word of God. Um, don't provoke your children to wrath. What does that look like? What does that mean? Provoking your children to wrath means that you're laying such demands on them that it brings them to a place of anger and um, disillusion, disillusionment. And, and they're, they're, they, they're so um, bitter against you because your demands are too high. 
Don't make your demands too high. Don't, don't make them, you know, obviously we're going to expect something of them. Obviously we're going to expect them to walk in obedience. But let it be age appropriate and let, let it be with wisdom knowing your child, knowing what they can do, what they can't do, uh, and not expecting so much that you bring them to the place where they're just fed up and they're mad at you. No, and it's, I suppose it speaks to fathers. Mothers shouldn't provoke their children under wrath either. Uh, but it speaks probably more directly to fathers because fathers would have more of a tendency to be harsh and tough on them. Mothers to be more tender and more lenient. Um, verse 5, it turns from fathers, it turns to servants. Um, servants, be obedient to your masters in all things. Um, let me pull that up real quick. And uh, the word is doulos. It speaks of slaves. So um, this scripture is speaking to a person that would be under in the condition of slavery. Paul says slaves. Now in the Roman Empire, there were more slaves than there were free people. And so it wouldn't be uncommon for person to be a slave and be a believer. Um, it says, Slaves, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, um, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Uh, slavery back then, of course, wasn't directed against any particular race of people. Um, it was just anybody that found themselves in a position outside of citizenship of the Roman Empire or in a, in a bad circumstance in life where they would be sold into slavery. Um, perhaps they were captured in war, what more? And they would be taken and sent to another part of the Roman Empire to act as slaves, be sold as slaves to people. And Paul is, Paul is telling them, be orderly, be respectful. Uh, you know, Live in such a way that even your master will be looking at you and say, wow, this man has the has something different than from the rest of the people that is uh, that I own. With fear and trembling, understanding back then at that time that the the um, owners of slaves would beat and whip and mistreat them terribly, um, and even kill them without any legal problem whatsoever. And so he's saying. Uh, be obedient to them. Obey what they tell you with fear and trembling. In singleness of heart, you should. Want, he's saying you you should be not a hypocrite. Not saying, well, I want to. I hate this man. I despise him, and I won't. I don't want to obey him, but I'll just do it because I have to. No, he's saying singleness of heart. That you're sincere. That because you love Christ, you're going to obey your master and you're going to be the best at what you do so uh, so that Christ is honored through your life you know be obedient to them as unto Christ you know we can take that to today and apply that maybe you're not a slave but you work as a uh, work in a, as an employee in an office somewhere or you work for a construction company or something like that um, scripture says that you should be work hard as unto the Lord. Work heartily as unto the Lord. 
and respect your boss. He might not deserve your respect, but respect him anyways because he's in that position of authority. And he says, not verse 6, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. That's just what we talked about there. You're doing the will of God from your heart to work hard and to serve and, and to love your master, your boss, etc. Not just with eye service, what we talked about before, just, uh, well, as soon as he sees me, I'll work hard, but as when he's gone, I just slough off and I don't care. No, you do it from the heart as for, to please Christ. Uh, verse 7, with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men. So you're doing your service to the Lord, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond, whether he's a slave or free. Whatever you good you do, God is going to reward you. Whether you're a free man working for someone or a slave working for someone, God will honor your faith. God will honor your heart to work hard. He will bless you. He'll rate, perhaps he'll raise you up out of the place where you're in slavery or in bondage, and now you'll be a boss, or now you'll be free in a place where you can truly uh, fulfill the will of God completely in your life and His purpose for you. Then he turns and says, And you masters, do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening. Don't threaten your slaves, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. It says, masters, masters, bosses, managers, do the same thing. What's the same thing? Not with eye service. With, <laughs> treat your slaves with fear and trembling. Um, with singleness of heart. Not as men pleasers, but you're doing a service to Christ. Treat those people with respect, with love. Um, and what, when you do it, do it unto the Lord, not to men. Amen. And don't threaten them. Don't don't threaten them. Don't be rude to them. Don't threaten to beat them and, and so on and so forth. Don't do that, he says. Stop doing that. Be kind to one another is another place he talks about that here. So next time we'll talk about spiritual warfare. Um, thank you for listening in. May the Lord richly bless you.